This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Yes, indeed. It is finally Friday, July the 28th, the final Friday in the month of July 2023. And for those of you so desperately watching the calendar, we are one month closer to the end of the disastrous Biden-Harris presidency. I've got a whole lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it, shall we? It is rumored that Barack Obama's man-wife, Michael, uh, Michelle, asked the other night when dinner would be ready. Barack's answer was, whenever the chef washes up. Sorry, I couldn't resist. The Obama family's personal chef allegedly accidentally drowned. A missing paddleboarder identified as Obama's personal chef is sparking accusations online. Hey, Steve, what's for breakfast? I know, a big old box of online conspiracy theories. But with the history of the Democratic political party, it may be conspiracy fact. Police confirmed on Monday that Tafari Campbell, the chef of Obama's palatial mansion on the waterfront in Martha's Vineyard, drowned. Following reports of Mr. Campbell's death, the internet quickly began espousing very plausible, believable theories and skepticism that his drowning was accidental. Clinton's personal chef, after all, was accidentally drowned as well. Walter Scheib was Hillary and Bill Clinton's personal chef. He drowned unexpectedly in 2015 while hiking in New Mexico. New Mexico? Drowning? Sounds like he was killeried or suicided. Several online folks went as far as to suggest the Obamas had Campbell murdered. After all, what did he see? What did he hear? What did he witness? Perhaps the chef saw Michelle Obama's penis. Maybe she saw that he really is a dude, as many people have speculated online. After all, no one has ever seen a picture of Michelle Mabel Obama pregnant, ever. Regional conservative radio talk show host Michael Berry even joked that he'd give a million dollars to see a confirmed photo of Barack Obama's husband, Michelle, pregnant. One user listed several reasons why he was skeptical that Campbell's death was an accident, including asking, why didn't the guy just grab onto the floating paddleboard. If he wasn't a good swimmer, why was he on a paddleboard? And 
Why wasn't he wearing a life jacket? And what are the odds and convenience of the Obamas being out of town at that time? Another posted the opinion that he was murdered because they discovered a book that he was writing about his experiences that included a lot of reputation-damaging info about the Obamas. And yet another echoed the sentiment, what did Tafari Campbell see in the Obama house that got him killeried? Campbell served as the White House sous-chef in the Obama administration, and he left abruptly in 2016 for a regular job working for the family. I thought black slavery was illegal. Well, maybe they were paying him. Where were the security cameras around the sprawling waterfront Obama compound? Where are all the Secret Service folks who regularly patrol the land and water around every former president's homes? Seems a little odd, doesn't it? Are our Secret Service people slipping that badly that they didn't see Mr. Campbell die and they didn't see who brought the cocaine into the White House recently? Hey, speaking of the Clintons, Hillary Clinton went on Twitter on Tuesday to blast, quote, MAGA Republicans, unquote, for the recent summer heat wave. You heard me correctly. Hillary Rotten Clinton, a woman who was scorned, cheated on by her husband, remember the spooge on the little blue dress of the intern? Well, Hillary Clinton really wanted to be your president, and I think she's going to run again. I don't honestly think that the 2024 election is going to be without Hillary Rotten Clinton running against gropey Joe Biden. Or maybe she'll have him killeried, or maybe she'll be able to use her power, alleged perceived power, to have Mr. Biden simply step down so that she can step into the role she feels she deserves, that she's entitled to with her obvious white privilege. Former Secretary of State and former First Lady Hillary Rotten Clinton says MAGA Republicans are responsible for the current heat in America. She's tweeted on Tuesday, hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican, or better yet, vote them out of office. Talk about grasping at straws. The former Secretary of State, the former Democratic presidential nominee, the loser, and because Democrats always pander to idiots and morons, and idiots and morons are the ones who always respond favorably to Democrats, Killary even dared to try and blame MAGA Republicans for the current heat wave. Democrats, of course, try to blame this all on climate change, but true experts in the field of climatology, meteorology, climate scientists at the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, better known as NOAA, noted heat waves are nothing new and can never be blamed on one political party or another. Clinton's ignorant, idiotic social media post came in response to a tweet from a left-wing think tank called Center for American Progress. There, stupid tweet said MAGA Republicans are pouring fuel on the climate crisis fire. The post included an image of recent media stories that highlighted the recent spate of high temperatures across the U.S. and noted that Republicans voted against the Inflation Reduction Act, the lie that didn't reduce inflation at all. It was in fact the misnamed act, which was really a climate package. Biden eventually signed it into law in 2022. But the experts, the scientists, remember, follow the science? The scientists tweeted on Tuesday through Mr. Mao, without climate change, July's summer heat in the U.S. Southwest would have been virtually impossible. 
I guess that's true if you remember 1925, 1930s, 1950s, 1980, 1985, 1990, 1995, 2012, 2020, etc. And the rest of the almanac. And those time periods, my friends, the nation was run by Democrats, not Republicans. 2020, 2012, 1995, 1980. That doesn't stop Hillary Clinton from pushing the climate change lie and telling the ignorant people that it's Republicans' fault. You think she's posturing for a 2024 run? I sure as hell do. Lord help us all if she does happen to run and somehow win. Speaking about the climate controversy, they're kicking that can down the road once again. And we know they're lying because their lips are moving and their hands are being held out for more donations and more federal funding. It was bad enough when the global ice age predictors were so wrong in the 1970s when they said pollution would block out the sun and send us into sub-zero temperatures by the year 1980 if we didn't ban hairspray and leaded gasoline. 1980 came and went. No significant change in global temperatures. Then they stated that man-caused global warming and energy crisis lies during the Jimmy Carter administration would cause the temperature of the earth to scorch the planet. All the crops were going to die. All the animals were going to die. And we were all going to bake in sweltering heat. And the 80s came and went without disaster. Of course, the lies didn't stop in the 1990s with clowns like the hypocrite Al Gore flying around the globe on private jets, telling you and telling me that we can't fly on private jets, public jets, and we shouldn't even be driving our cars, or the temperature will scorch the planet, global warming will kill the crops, kill the animals, and melt all the glaciers, and this was going to happen by the year 2000. And that was the brink. If it wasn't corrected by 2000, we were doomed. We might as well just all put a gun in our mouths and pull the trigger. The year 2000 came and went, and the Y2K bug didn't kill our computers, and the lie of global warming didn't kill our planet. They repeated the lies once again, predicting gloom and doom would happen by the year 2012, as they kicked the can down the road. Hell, they even made a movie about it entitled 2012. The planet continued, and then, about five global warming conferences had to be canceled, embarrassing Al Gore and others, due to record snowfall and record low temperatures. Ironically, each time they tried to hold a global warming conference, the nut jobs decided, this is not working. Let's stop calling it global warming because the smart people aren't buying it and the stupid people are starting to wonder. Let's call it man-caused climate change. The new useful morons were put on stage, like Greta Thunberg, who predicted, we only have five years to make changes, or by July of 2023, we will be past the point of salvation for our Mother Earth if we don't immediately stop using oil and coal and natural gas and diesel and gasoline immediately today. By the year 2023, we will be past the point of no return. 2023 is over halfway gone now, and we're still seeing old Thunberg and Gore and other nut jobs out there predicting the end of the world. Well, if the statement that if we don't do something by the year 2023, 
shut it all down, we're past the point of no return, maybe people like Greta Thunberg and Al Gore should take their own advice and put the barrel in their own mouths and pull that trigger. Just a thought. But as one climate nut job falls by the wayside, loses credibility, gets proven for the liars they are, there are more who line up each and every day, chain themselves to trucks and fences and gates and railroad tracks and lie out on airport tarmacs, all in the name of man-caused climate change. And according to the publication Metro, now they've kicked the can down the road two more years. We get a two-year reprieve. Earth is at the brink of catastrophic collapse by the year 2025. Now, before I get into this gloom and doom scenario set up by this wacky climate nutjob website, let me say this. How arrogant is mankind to think that we have any effect whatsoever on a spinning giant rock that is circling a sun and will continue to do so long after mankind is wiped out by the next Wuhan China virus or salmonella outbreak. According to the publication Metro, an Atlantic Ocean current that brings the warmth from the tropics over to Europe could collapse much sooner than scientists have previously thought, according to a new study. It's known as the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation, or AMOC. This is the current that prevents the UK and other countries in Northwest Europe from having the same icy winters often experienced at the same latitudes as Canada. A new study suggests the current could collapse much sooner than previously thought, and this could trigger severe climate impacts across the globe. Of course, that means global cooling in Europe. The AMOC drives warm water northward, which cools and evaporates, and as it moves, it becomes saltier and denser, and that causes it to sink and head south before it is pulled to the surface and warmed again, constantly repeating a cycle. Now, before I go any further, absolutely nothing that you or I or the giant corporations of the world can do will change this cycle. It happens naturally. You see, if you put your hand in a pot of water and start stirring it around and you do it quickly, then you pull your hand out, you can watch that little whirlpool action in the center, but little tiny whirlpools form off the sides of the big whirlpool, and that could be attributed just like on planet Earth spinning around to the ebbs and currents and flows of the atmosphere as they cycle around mountaintops, for example. You know how the wind blows up and over the mountain and then sinks down into the valley? Of course, if you've never had any meteorological classes and never taken any, any training on weather, if you're not an AMS certified weather guy, these things aren't taught in schools. That's the bottom line. Things are not taught in schools anymore. Things that matter to human beings. Anyway, a new study suggests that a full or partial collapse is most likely to happen this century and could occur as early as the year 2025. Studies show the AMOC will likely weaken in the future because it does get weaker every few decades, then it gets stronger for a few decades, then it gets weaker, and it's done this long before man invented the internal combustion engine, long before we started herding cattle into giant pens where their farts create problems for the atmosphere. 
This has been going on since the beginning of time. And if you're a devout Catholic Christian and you believe that humanity's only been around since Adam and Eve 6,000 years ago, or if you're a scientist and you believe that Earth has been spinning for 100 million years and that dinosaurs actually existed and all the other stuff out there, this cycle comes and goes as Pangaea, the once only landmass on planet Earth, continues to spread apart and become the continents that we know today. Chicken Little said, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. The lie of global warming is now being exposed. So now they're back to the global ice age thinking again, this time in Europe, of course. The collapse of the AMOC will have a disastrous effect for everyone on Earth, some scientists say, as within a few decades it could cause temperatures to plunge across the northern hemisphere and shift the rainfall patterns to the south. That might starve the UK of fresh water needed for drinking and agriculture. But guess what? It'll give much needed rain to Brazil and Bolivia and other places that desperately need the rain. It's called a cycle. How arrogant is mankind to think that the moment they take up the for sale sign out of their front yard when they buy the house, that everything is supposed to revolve around them and change is supposed to stop occurring. Climate change is a real thing. It's not caused by mankind or any of our activities because the climate has been changing since the freaking earth spun out of the sun at the dawn of the existence of this solar system. Many scientists have questioned the accuracy of this new study's findings. They say the study's reliance on using sea surface temperature data as an indirect measure of changes to the Atlantic current over the previous 70 years is not a reliable method of modeling the future. Oceanographers have been directly measuring the AMOC only since the year 2004, and that means it's too soon to be able to confidently identify any long-term trends. After all, they're trying to base their stupid findings on a 19-year-old study, and that has zero bearing on 100 million years of actual, factual data. Just like the short time frame to study the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, only four short years ago, the scientists are making up this story, sticking to it, and hoping we'll all fall for it. Many other climate scientists say this is bunk. Experts describe the AMOX collapse as a high-impact but low-likelihood scenario, and they say that it would take decades' worth of observations to identify what potential tipping point might occur. However, if the AMOC did collapse again, which it has in the past and then resurged and then happened again and resurged, it could lead to a dramatic change in every nation's ability to provide food and water for their populations. It would affect energy supplies and demand and would rapidly change the climate conditions. It would take heavy investment in infrastructure for humanity to adapt and cope. But my friends, the key phrase to take home here is it is a high impact, but very low likelihood scenario. So don't freak out. You know, the Obama family, big proponents of the climate change lie, the one where everyone living within 100 miles of the oceans, lakes, and rivers were going to drown by the year 2025 because of so-called man-caused climate change. Think about this. After leaving the presidency, the Obamas bought a palatial estate on the waterfront, and they don't seem too worried about it. 
Of course, their chef is no longer worried about it because he drowned in the water, which the water level outside the Obama's home has not risen one centimeter in the last hundred years since that part of the world was measured. And it's about damn time. We're two and a half years into the Biden presidency. Finally, the House Republicans look like they took a Viagra or something because they're growing balls enough to launch an impeachment inquiry against President Biden. This amid newly surfaced allegations that suggest his involvement in the illegal, illicit, immoral, unethical, criminal business dealings of his son Hunter are something that can be tied to him. Can a congressional lawmaker initiate the use of a constitutional tool for alleged treason, bribery, or high crimes and misdemeanors that transpired before Biden held the office of the presidency? The answer is clear, according to a Harvard Law professor emeritus named Alan Dershowitz. He told Fox News, it is anybody's guess. Article 2, Section 4 of the United States Constitution states, quote, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. It does not specify whether those alleged actions need to take place during the time the official holds the office. My question is this, what if we found out that gropey Joe Biden was doing more than just sniffing little girl's hair right before he took office, or four years, eight years, 12 years, while he was in the Senate, while he was the vice president? What if he raped little girls? What if he sodomized little boys because he liked them rubbing the blonde, blonde, blonde hair on his legs in swimming pools? And we find out now that he's the president, that he did that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Those are high crimes. Those are not just misdemeanors. Those are horrific crimes. And if you found out that he did that, why couldn't he be impeached for it now? After all, you spent four entire years and two failed impeachment attempts to go after Donald Trump for things that he had zero personal involvement in. There was no Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. And if there were, it was committed by Hillary Clinton and the Democratic political party, not Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was nowhere near the so-called insurrection on January 6, 2021. He was across town at the Ellipse giving a speech, a very peaceful speech, which used less flaming language than some of the speeches given by even feeble-minded Joe Biden. Donald Trump didn't once say, march over to the Capitol, break windows, assault people, and knock over a couple of table lamps. Only one person was killed in January 6th, and that was a white woman, unarmed white woman named Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered in cold blood by a Blafrican-American 13% hyphenated minority Capitol Police officer who was shielded from prosecution and actually commended. Yep, he killed himself a white woman. I guess that's a second place prize to having a white woman for him. As I was saying before I jumped off on that tangent, Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution does not specify whether the alleged actions need to have taken place during the time that an official holds the office. Senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, Hans A. von Spakovsky, said, quote, The crucial impeachment language in the Constitution is not limited to high crimes and misdemeanors committed while in office. That language is simply not there. 
Another Fox News contributor, Andy McCarthy, noted that impeachment is a political process. It's not a legal one. When you ask lawyers these questions, what they tend to try and suggest is this is controlled by legal rules, and therefore they propose that the abuse of power that rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors has to occur when the person is president. It has to be an abuse of presidential power. But the fact of the matter, though, is that impeachment is not controlled by legal rules, but by political rules. Quoting the former House Minority Leader Gerald Ford in 1970, McCarthy said, An impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the House of Representatives considers it to be at a given moment in history. The Constitution specifically assigns to Congress the determination of whether impeachable offenses were found and, under separation of powers, the court stays out of it. Politically speaking, impeachment is whatever Congress says it is. Former Whitewater prosecutor Robert Ray agrees that the answer to the question is ultimately up to the House to decide, the rule being, to paraphrase former President Ford, an impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the House of Representatives says it is. And Republicans currently hold the majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. The House Oversight Committee, led by James Comer of Kentucky, has been investigating the Biden crime family's alleged corrupt foreign business dealings for several months and has been trying to determine whether President Biden, while serving as vice president or afterwards, was involved. We all know the answer is yes. The president has fallen directly at the center of the investigation in recent weeks as unclassified FBI documents, an FD-1023 form, was released containing direct allegations that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden coerced the CEO of Burisma Holdings to pay them millions of dollars in exchange for their help in getting the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating that company fired because it would have all brought down the Biden crime family's house of cards. They were investigating Hunter Biden in the Ukraine along with Burisma Holdings and Joe Biden bragged about having that prosecutor fired. You remember this? I got all the good ones. Uh, uh... And uh, so I got Ukraine, and uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And so, of course, miraculously, mysteriously, the Hunter Biden and Burisma investigation in the Ukraine simply went away. And Hunter Biden got away with his unqualified, inexperienced self being kept on the board of directors of a national gas company. And the 10% or maybe 50% of his earnings got kicked right back to his daddy, the big guy. We're not making this up. You just heard President Biden bragging about this, bragging about this. And now here we are in 2023 
$40 billion later in bribes because you know damned well if we stop funding the stand-up comedian turned dictator Volodymyr Zelensky's little war, well, guess what? All the facts and truth about the Biden crime family in the Ukraine will come pouring out like toilet water out of a second-story window in the favelas in Brazil. All right, pretty graphic. You know, those scenes where they dump their crap water right out into the streets. That is what would happen if we stop sending 40 billion, 50 billion, 100 billion dollars in bribe money over there to Zelensky. They most certainly have something on the Bidens over there because we couldn't even spend $5 billion to secure our own southern border, but we're sending billion after billion after billion, so far over 40 billion, to the Ukraine. It is disgusting, it is vile, and it must stop. I say impeach Biden now, once, twice, three, four times. Make him as unelectable in the 2024 election as they're trying to do to Donald Trump. The difference, of course, being Donald Trump was acquitted on his two false impeachment charges. The evidence is mounting against the Biden crime family, and Uncle Joe is sitting there at the head of the table. Wow, we have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and have a fabulous Friday, and we'll see you next time. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved.